Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message. I'd read it. I'd read it before, but something really caught my eye about how the resurrection is our receipts, so to speak, of our inheritance. But before we go deeper into that, I, I was just thinking about that word inheritance because we sometimes think that inheritance is what a material possession that a father leaves for children, right? But you know, a father can leave more than money. What is money when your father leaves a bad name for you? You know, some of us, our surnames open doors. Just your surname. How are you, so so and so's son? Ah, you were so nice to me. And every Abuja is just open to you if you're lucky. But fathers leave, one of the things they leave or should leave is a name. So inheritance is more than just the land that you're eyeing. Are we together? Inheritance is more, inheritance is our father. So that, this is even an earthly father, and this is, let's say he passes or something, and we now have the legal right, right, to, um, for, for that possession to pass on to us. But now we have a father that is alive, and he's saying, listen, all of this, you don't even need to, like, all you need to do is ask me. Because I myself, I am your portion. I am your inheritance. And that's what the Lord is telling us this morning. And he's telling us the means to our inheritance is the resurrection. Let us read First um, Peter 3, from verse 3 once again. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Glory to God. An inheritance is the sum of all the Father is. So his name, his material possessions, his wealth, Are we together? But the Lord is telling us that through this, that we now have an inheritance through the resurrection. But let's track it line by line and see something. All over the world, like I said, about 2 billion Christians were celebrating the resurrection of Christ Jesus. And there are many, um, one of the, for, for us, the reason why we serve Jesus the reason why we follow Christ is because he resurrected. Not just even because he died, but because he resurrected. Remember, the disciples, everybody, ja, you understand? Everybody, they, they left, they ran. Because this man, for three and a half years, he was doing miracles. He was spreading. He was sharing bread. He was doing great and mighty things. Then he's humiliated on a cross. And 
um, it's possible they may associate them, which they were doing, you understand, with Christ, and it may just be them next. And they ran away. Monday, third day, he rose up. Amen. And that's why we serve, that's why we serve Jesus Christ. So Paul was trying to tell the Corinthian church because there were some people that were saying there's no such thing as the resurrection. He now said, don't you understand that if there is no resurrection of the dead, that means Jesus himself did not resurrect. And if Jesus did not resurrect, then there is no hope for us. We are of all men to be most pitied. Because they were doubting the resurrection. And he was telling them, now listen, he appeared to people that are still alive to this, till this day. He appeared to me, but if you don't, for some reason you don't believe me, you can go and check. He appeared to the apostles. He appeared to other people that are still alive to this day, and that's what he was telling them. So many people have tried to explain the resurrection, and some theories have come up, and one of them is called the swoon theory. We did that when we did the cross-examined, right? So... The story is that Jesus did not die on the cross, that he fainted. So, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the Passion of the Christ, <laughs> but um, I don't know if he would just faint. And two days later, he'll wake up and roll a stone away. Then, as he's rolling it away, the Roman soldiers are. They are just watching him roll it. Then he, John wakes them and goes and moves on. Someone that was pierced, nailed on his hands and his feet. So there's that soon theory that Jesus did not actually die. Another theory is the theft theory where they say Jesus, his body was stolen by the disciples. Now, to the best of my knowledge, none of them were, was trained in combat. Peter was just normal, you know, potacot boy. That, that's why, what were you doing with a knife in the garden of Gethsemane? Do you understand? It's only, sorry for anybody from River State. I'm just trying to. Normal hard guy. Do you understand? He was only, and you can tell that he was not good with it because I don't know if he was exactly aiming for the ear. Are you with me? So these guys, 12 of them, 11 now because Judas killed himself, none of them had the liver or audacity to three days later go and steal the body or had the mind to go and steal the body. So that theft theory doesn't even make sense. Are you with me? And the other one is that the disciples, it's called the ghost theory. And the, disciples, the, the, the um, people have theorized that what the disciples saw was not a resurrected Christ, but actually his ghost. I don't know if anybody has seen a ghost here before. But I don't... That's, it's, it's not a ghost because their testimony was... Thomas, some of us look down on Thomas, and we even called him the, the phrase now, doubting Thomas. He said, if he's really you, let me put my hand in your, let me put my fingers in your hand. And he puts his fingers in Jesus' hands and in Jesus' palms and also his side. So the wound was still there. 
Then check this out. Jesus asked for food. Ghosts don't eat. I don't know. I don't accept, <laughs> accept Nigerian ghosts. Ghosts don't eat. Another one is, the, they say the disciples were hallucinating. Now, I've never taken weed. You understand? I've been a second-hand where I'm around, do you understand? Where, but I've never, anyway, there's no need for that. But I don't know what brand will make about a hundred people see the same thing. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, you guys have had different, you guys, I'm not, I don't want to judge, just nod if you know what I'm talking about. Like, even if you took the same brand, you have different experiences, right? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody wants to cast. <laughs> but you're here now. You've resurrected. You understand? No, <laughs> no need to get high because you're the most high. Do you understand? I rehearsed that for one week. So. <laughs> Michael. But basically, it doesn't make sense. Do you understand? Like about a hundred people will hallucinate and see the same thing. Do you understand? I don't even think like marijuana was on the market then. I don't think so. I'm not sure. It's possible. I don't know. You guys will know better. Anyway, so the ghost theory or the you know, hallucination theory, I, I was saying that people saw him. Thomas said, let me put my hands in your hand, right? Paul, a former Pharisee, was saying, no, I saw him, the risen Christ. If you do not believe me, there are people that are still alive that you can go and ask. Amen. So we believe in the, re the resurrection because it actually happened. Glory to God. But what does that mean now? Does that have any value? Because if Jesus resurrected, what does that mean? He, is he just, was that just another stunt? Was that just another spiritual stunt? It means that whatever he said has to be true. So we believe the resurrection because he claimed he was going to die and resurrect after three days. And because he did, like Paul said, him, every... The other apostles, they had an experience of Jesus where they lived with him and they saw him die, was buried and resurrected. He said, but him, he had an experience with him backwards where he, had the he saw the resurrected Christ, then started tracing him backwards. So it's kind of the same with us where we now, we've met the resurrected Christ, the resurrected Savior. So if he claimed that, as he claimed, I'm the resurrection and the life, and if he claimed that, he was going to die and be buried and raised, be raised up on the third day. And he did, Then, which means every other thing he said, we have to take him at his word. Which means every other thing is true. So, for instance, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He did not say, I am a way. I am one of the ways. He did not say, I am some ways. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. 
So we have to take him at his word. So because he says that he is the way to the Father, we have to take, we have to take that seriously and see that God, God, like we learned last week, God's desire is that his lost sons be reconciled to him. So the way to the Father is through Christ. Amen. The way to the Father is through the resurrected Christ. But now let's see what Peter is saying. Peter is saying, by the mercy of God. So the Father had mercy on us. Sometimes we just see God as this being that is always angry and is ready to smite us. He's ready to send down hailstones and flood and to strike people. But the Bible tells us that God is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. It says, by the mercy of God, you are born again. Last week, I, I said something. I said the prodigal son thought that he was the one seeking the father. Meanwhile, the father was the one seeking him. So God is graciously waiting for creation to be reconciled to him. So he has poured out his mercy. And he's saying the way to me or the way back to me is that you're born again. And the way to be born again is that you believe in my son. Hallelujah. So the way back to the Father is through the Son. And the Son, not just because he came and lived on earth, but because he came, he died, was buried, and he resurrected. So we believe in the resurrected Christ because so many false messiahs have shown up and so many more are still showing up. But only one resurrected. Hallelujah. Only one resurrected. There's no use for having a living faith if we have a dead Savior. Glory to God. So there's the validity of the resurrection. But now what does that mean? Is there any value to it? And now we are seeing it. Peter is saying that the value to the resurrection is that we have an inheritance. And that inheritance is God himself. Hallelujah. You have an inheritance because Paul says in Romans that we are now heirs, heirs of salvation. And if heirs, we have an inheritance. So the fact that you are an heir or you have an inheritance, it means that you are a son. Therefore, you are not a bastard. Therefore, you have a father. Glory to God. That we are not roaming around nameless. Glory to God. We are no longer children of the earth or children of the dust or of death. But now we are now alive in him. And we are sons, we are daughters. And because we are sons and daughters, we have an inheritance. And the inheritance is through the resurrection and the resurrection is because of the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. So the older brother in the prodigal son's story, he returns home and he sees that a party is going on welcoming the lost son. And he grumbles to the father and he says, 
you've not even given my friends and I a young goat. And what was the father's response? All you needed to do was ask. Glory to God. Sons, ask. And because you have that stamp of sonship, you have that seal, that assurance that Paul tells us in Ephesians that the Holy Spirit is our seal, is our assurance of our inheritance. So as long as you have the Holy Spirit, you, you, you should be sure of your salvation. That is the assurance of our salvation. That we have an inheritance. Glory to God. I want you to see the value of the resurrection. That Jesus came to reconcile us to him. To reconcile us back to Abba. And because what he said he will do, he did. We have no option but to believe in him. We have no option to, but to believe in him. Because there's something called, um, I was discussing it with um, someone earlier, and it's called the C.S. Lewis trilemma. And C.S. Lewis was saying that it's either Jesus was Lord, it's either Jesus is Lord, it's either he was a liar, or he was a lunatic. Just think about it. It's either he was who he claimed to be or to make outrageous statements like saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or to make statements like, before Abraham, <laughs> I am. Glory to God. There, what does this do? It changes everything. Do you understand that? That it changes everything. That we cannot continue functioning as the world does. We cannot continue functioning like culture and society functions. That we have a home. That we have a father. This changes everything. And like Paul was saying, that because Jesus resurrected, we will resurrect also. So I want every one of our loved ones that has gone to sleep in Christ, because that's the language used in the New Testament. Because for us, death is a doorway. So every, our, every one of our loved ones that has gone to sleep in Christ, do you understand that because of the resurrection, there will be a reunion? Amen. So, you know, at weddings, you get to see people you've not seen for a long time, right? And you see, um, let's say it's from your secondary school or university, and you're in a wedding reception usually. You see people that you've not seen in a while. At the marriage of the, at the wedding feast of the lamb and his bride, we will see all our loved ones. Glory to God. Every tear that came out of your eyes because of loss, will be wiped away. Because you will see them, and we will be with them in glory. Hallelujah. The resurrection changes everything. We have a living hope. 
This changes everything. So you're not thinking about death the way, the way the world thinks about death. For you, you know death is a doorway that you'll be translated into eternity. Because Jesus resurrected, you will resurrect also. But Paul also tells us something, that that power that resurrected Christ is the same one that is at work in us. Glory to God. So that changes the way we move. That changes the way we act as well. That the same power that resurrected Jesus, his mortal body, his body, he did not resurrect his spirit. His body is the same power that is at work in us. So the task that the Lord has given us to do, we don't function on our own strength. Amen. We do not function with our, on our own will. We perform and we function by the power of the resurrected Christ. Glory to God. Amen. This changes everything. Changes everything. And what is that? One of the things it means is victory. So because Jesus said, prophesied, you know, his death, burial, and resurrection, and he said that he was going to defeat sin and death. And Paul, explaining the gospel in the book of Romans, tells us that now we have been baptized into Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Right? So our cells, on Friday I was telling us this, that it's not like you were divorced from sin. It's not like you're divorced from death. Do you understand? That's what Paul is telling us in Romans 6. That you are dead to sin and you are dead to death. But now you've been made alive in Christ Jesus. The word baptism means baptizo, which is to immerse completely. Glory to God. I want us to understand this. That, and that's why baptism, and here we believe in full immersion. Right? So you go into the water, you've been dead, you're dead. That's, that's a symbol of your death. And coming out is a symbol of your resurrection. So you live with that mentality. So one of the tragic things that Christians say is when sometimes, have you corrected someone and you'll be like, I beg, I beg, that's just the way I am. Do you understand? Like, you're collect, correcting your bad habit, and you're like, I beg, that's just the way I am. Um, some of us even believe in, um, what, what are these signs? Um, yeah, the zodiac, um, there is cancer, and, and all those things. And children of God should not believe that. Honestly, I'll just say this here. Because people now blame their behaviors on the position of Stars. You know, those things up there are just, it's just, I think it's hydrogen just burning. Doesn't mean anything to your life. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Glory to God. 
We are not led by stars and any other thing. We are led by the Spirit of God. Are you with me? I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I want us to see and change. You are dead to your old ways. Christianity or our faith is not rehab. It's not a rehab center. Our faith is a, how do I put this? Where do you give birth to children? No hospital. <laughs> the ward. Eh? Pediatric. That place, delivery ward. <laughs> so we, we are born again. Do you understand? So Peter is telling us that by the mercy of God, we've been born again. So children are born anew, right? There's no, there's no one. That, that's why um, Nicodemus was confused and he said, how do I enter my mother's womb? Do you understand? Nicodemus was already old and he's thinking of his mom like, how do I, like, how does that happen? But now we've been made anew. We are born again. You are a new creature. Glory to God. Because of the resurrection. So you function from that perspective. You function from there. Amen. I hope I'm not losing anyone so far. We move from there. We function from there. The resurrection is valid. Because all the theories, the swoon theory, the marijuana theory, the ghost theory, the theft theory, can't be proven. So it's valid because people that were alive met him. And I want us to understand something, that the disciples, just like every other person, all of us that we've met Christ, their lives did not change after the cross. It changed after the resurrection. Do you understand? Like Peter went back and he was, he opened, he, man, this, this thing is like, Jesus jobbed me because <laughs> three and a half years of my life, let me just go back to what I know. And he went and he was fishing. But it's the resurrected Christ that he met that changed everything. Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians, but he met the resurrected Savior. And now we, he wrote one-third of the New Testament and planted churches in Europe and Asia. Glory to God. So, tribe, I want us to function from that place because the resurrection is valid. There is value in it. And what is that value? Number one, we have an inheritance. And what does that mean that you have an inheritance? It means you're a son. Glory to God. You have a heritage. You are an heir. You're not a bastard. You're not walking around without a father. And I know so many of us may have had issues with our parents, with our fathers. It's God. God is calling us for us and he's welcome, welcoming us home and he's not going to treat us like our Nigerian parents. Amen. And he's saying, 
you have an inheritance. Your inheritance is me. This changes everything. And I want you to use this as inspiration or motivation to live a life that, that proves the resurrection. Do you understand? Like, we don't serve a dead savior. We serve a risen king. A risen king. He is alive. And we have victory over sin and over death. Glory to God. So we must understand something that our addictions, our depression, our pain, our anxiety, if our experience does not match the truth of God, we stay in the word till the truth of God's word or the truth of God becomes our experience. Are you with me, tribe? We stay there. Because there are times you and I don't, we feel tired. We don't feel like it. But we remind ourselves of the resurrection. Glory to God. And what else? We must also understand that because we've been baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection, we are united with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we have koinonia. We have oneness with him. Amen. We have oneness with God. We have oneness with the Father. That's what the Father was seeking to do, and that's what he did through his mercy via the resurrection. We are one. Pastor Fed will always say is we have union life. So everything that is in Christ is in us in this new life. Glory to God. So when we stand and look at Jesus as a mirror, What we see in him, we shall see in us. Glory to God. So until we move and we function according to that, then we are not there yet. I mean, we are there but not there. You know, um, in, in um, theology, they call it already but not yet. So we have it, but we are still having it. Does that make sense? Glory to God. I'm going to round up there. We are not bastards. We have an inheritance. Christ resurrected two th over 2,000 years ago. And the theory is proven true. Some people have tried to claim that they found his body. Some people claim he has, um, wait a minute, this guy named Da Vinci Code. The guy, he, Dan Brown, you know, had all this theory that Jesus has a lineage somewhere. His lineage is us. Do you understand? Amen. That's, it's us. It's not whatever the movie was saying. But people have tried to prove, but nothing has concrete evidence. We are left with nothing else but to just believe that he actually resurrected. Glory to God. And because he resurrected, we have value. We have an inheritance.
And the same spirit that resurrected Christ is the same spirit that is at work in you, tribe. The same spirit that resurrected Christ, the same spirit that is at work in you. You are dead to your sin, dead to your trespasses, dead to your former ways. You are now alive in Christ Jesus. And because God is our portion, and because God is our inheritance, like he said to the older brother, all we need to do is ask. All we need to do is what? Ask. Glory to God. We're going to do some asking. And that's because we are born again. And we are born again. Why? Because of the mercy of God. Glory to God. We're going to take communion. We take communion every first Sunday of the month. So the communion elements will be going around. I want, can we stand? And what we'll be doing is blessing God for this truth that we have in Christ Jesus. That because Christ resurrected, Christ resurrected, we have an inheritance. Because Christ resurrected, we are resurrected with him. Because Christ resurrected, we are not bastards. Glory to God. So just open your mouth and just bless God and say thank you. And you know where you're struggling. I want to remind you that you are a son this morning. Sons have permission to ask. So wherever you are in your relationship with God, let's open our mouths. You bless him. You ask, you open your mouth and you thank him. We are led by the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit. We have a living faith because our Savior is alive. We have an inheritance because we have a reason king. So child of God, I need you to function from that space. Function from that space. Just signal me when everyone has gotten communion elements. Can we sing, um, Because He Leaves, I Can Face Tomorrow? Because He leaves, I can face. 
blessing you with joy. Oh, here is God. Hallelujah. One more time. we lift our communion elements and I want you to just pray over yourself and what you're doing is asking and saying Lord because you leave I can face tomorrow I have no fear no anxiety my depression gone I am healed I am restored you have led me in the path of righteousness you have sanctified me I am one with you Whatever is in you is in me. Whatever is in you, Christ is in me. Whatever is in you, Christ is in me. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. There is no lack in Christ, so there is no lack in me. Fear over the future, fear over finances, Fear over settling down, fear over your business, fear over your ministry, over the health of your loved ones, gone. Because Jesus is alive. Whatever is in Christ is in me. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we take the body and blood of Christ? verse of in Christ alone no guilt in life how did you this is the power of Christ hallelujah
Come on, let's take it again. What we are going to do is shout for joy so that the whole city, Nigeria, knows that we are the ones that are alive. We are the resurrected ones. We serve a living King. We serve Jesus, the resurrected Savior. There is no death found in us. No power of hell. No scheme of man can block us away from his hands. We are redeemed, reconciled, in Jesus' name. Come on, can we celebrate Jesus' tribe, Abuja? Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you were blessed by the message. To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast. We love you.